Hi Nick, welcome to Jeff's Podcast Academy. It's so great to have you here. I mean, I've been using Audrey for a really long time, and at first when I signed up, I never thought I would have you, the founder of Audrey, you know, on my show. So just please a little bit about yourself and your journey of you know building this amazing uh, platform called Audrey uh, so far. Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me. It's uh, thanks for inviting me and have me uh, allow me to come on the show. I mean, my name is Nicholas. I'm one of the co-founders of Audrey, and we launched the company in 2020. So in March, just when the pandemic started to hit, we launched a platform and started reaching out to podcasters to invite them uh, to join us on this journey to build this community of podcasters. And before that, I worked already as an entrepreneur. I was building different projects and software for creators. Um, active mostly for YouTubers and Instagram, you know, smaller businesses uh, before this, and this all accumulated then in building this platform for the specific creators that are podcasters. Awesome. So, any spark that you guys you had, like you know, a guest, you know, picking platform. I mean, it's more right now, but any spark that you know you had while you're starting, or any spark like this is it. We have to start uh, stuff like that. Yeah, we in our previous venture, we helped actually the other side. We helped advertisers and brands reach more customers through influencers. About mm. that. And one of the things we had built was a tracking software for Instagram, where brands could track stories and could track posts of the influencers they were working with. Yeah. And one day, one of our customers approached us asking if we had anything for podcasters, and that kind of triggered our. Start and triggered us to really investigate the podcasting market because we hadn't done that much mm. so far. Uh, looked into what our client was doing, looked how they work with podcasters, and then realized that as much as the brands have problems finding podcasters to work with, podcasters have way more problems that they need help with than bigger corporations that already have all the money. Yeah. So instead of then focusing on helping advertisers, helping brands make more money through ads. Is that what if we actually started helping podcasters because they're so mm. underserved in the market, and then we started investigating the problems. So growth is a major problem. Networking with other podcasters is a major problem. Um, so with the idea of Audrey, send some emails to some podcasters, verifying mm. whether that's actually something they wanted, and then uh, launched a prototype in early 2020. Got it, got it. That's that's really great because you know the one thing when you mentioned is that the podcasters are actually finding really hard than the you know the companies because as podcasters the first question they will ask is when I will get monetized you know when the podcast will be monetized and what's the first thing will come to a sponsorship so yeah I think I think that uh, is really great so uh, I just want to give uh, like. I just want you know uh, make you give a little context like for example for those people who doesn't know uh, what Audrey actually is. So, if you just tell us a little bit about, you know, what the platform is about and uh, what are your future plans, uh, if you just, you know, put it in a nutshell or even if an elaborate uh, answer would be great. Yeah, sure. So, Audrey is a platform for podcast creators and hosts to connect, network, and find partners to help each other grow and help lift each other up. So, there's no other fans on the platforms. There's no listeners. There's no brands. It's exclusively built for the people that make the podcasts. And they create the content. And right now, we at the beginning we focused a lot on the growth aspect. So we allow all the podcasters to browse the entire community of now over sixteen thousand podcast creators, find people in their niche, um, and 
connect, network, and then potentially work together. We see a lot of people doing interview swaps where they interview each other on each other's shows. Um, we see a lot of people do trail integrations where they integrate the trail of another podcast in their show or just give each other shout outs. So that's the main aspect that we started with. But now recently we also launched a monetization option which is still podcast to podcast, but it allows some podcasters to sell basically trailer swaps or trailer integrations. And the other podcaster doesn't have to do anything. They can just pay them for it. So basically creating the first kind of scalable growth channel mm -hmm. to get further reach in the right medium um, with the right podcast. So giving a few more options for podcasters to grow if they don't have necessarily the time or the interest in collaborating directly with podcasters. Got it. So uh, the thing that you mentioned is, you know, now you're uh, introduced this new feature where, you know, you kind of like paid promotions, like intro swaps and everything. So uh, yeah. one thing I couldn't crack on the platform is that uh, once you've like paid the podcaster, uh, you know, in order to, you know, get your intro on their platform. So it's just like on the platform, is there any metrics that's been allowed, you know, to see any conversions or as such, or is it like, um, it's a connection between those two people then entirely just goes to the podcasters for the conversations like what metrics has been done the conversions so it's entirely up to podcasters or, uh, or the platform does something for them as well so right now it's still a measurement is up to the people that participate so mostly mm -hmm. the podcast that is buying a spot or promotion is responsible to figure out how much mm -hmm. it worked check the listener numbers see the spikes we guide through the process so everyone knows exactly when an episode goes live, mm -hmm. which episodes it is. So you have all the information you need to make the assessment. Mm -hmm. In the future, we want to add more options to actually do the tracking. Okay. It's a bit more complicated. We would love to offer this from the beginning, but since we need an integration to, for really both podcasters, we need good access to some data points to actually allow this. It's not the most feasible thing to do from the beginning. But it's definitely something we're aiming for to create a bit more, let's say, transparency on how well it works and yeah. which promotion work rather than another one. Got it. Uh, any, any like, for example, um, uh, this is a threshold of amount that the podcaster should have, for example. Uh, okay, this is one guy. I'll just say one guy. That's just one example that this is one guy who mentioned to me earlier that uh, he's got around 40,000 listens, uh, you know, in his podcast. Okay. So, uh, just, he just mentioned that it's not an ordinary, it's in just in general, I was yeah. talking to some other guy and what I found is that I thought it's like, you know, average per episode listens. It was like that. Then I actually talked to one of his friends. Then he mentioned, it's like, bro, it was like for two years, total number of listens of his entire podcast was 40,000 listens. So as you can see, it's like, there's, there's a major communication gap is one and we, I can't go and, you know, find out unless he mentioned it to someone else. So in Audrey, like, is there any, uh, you know, place where, for example, if a person is putting hundred dollars, you know, per intro swap, like, uh, is there any threshold, like this number of listens should have this, or uh, what do you think the main problem would be coming between this? Because I know it's a new feature and if someone tries it, you know, they may, you know, get swapped. So I just want them like a uh, customer question. Like they were asked if they're asking like, you know, what the issue I might face yeah. in the future for this. It's uh, no, a very fair question. It's a very fair question. And anyone could say anything like the, the person you just mentioned yeah. could give you one number that is 
means something completely different than what you think it means or what they communicate. So in Audrey, generally, we have an option for any podcaster to specify how many listens they get per episode. This is a field that we have since the beginning. The people have, uh, give some indication of how big they are also for collaborations. Mm -hmm. And we have a verification process where we verify whether that's actually the case. So, and then anyone that verifies their account or their reach per episode gets a little icon. Generally, this is outside of the paid promotions. Hmm. For the paid promotions, we do an extra uh, step and verify whether the numbers they give are actually correct. And there we always ask for the right data points and screenshots and just proof that really gives us the feeling that this, the, what this person is saying is correct. It's not just a random number. So we have this constantly where people try to claim a reach that is obviously not what it is from yeah. the proof they send us. They claim something and they send us a proof that says otherwise. So then we just use the number that we think is the most accurate one. Or we just flat out refuse verification if we don't think we have enough proof. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think one of the points is like, we have to the podcast has to take care of like you know checking all of these things as well like you know just taking the you know the social media or you know their authenticity on because there is a lot of people who just blindly you know do anything for numbers like you just need to get more listens and i, I think uh you know as a podcast it, it might be good because they i don't i they don't want you know like they shouldn't play, play you know uh, sorry <laughs> they shouldn't actually blame the platform uh you know for these sort of questions because it's no guarantee, right? I mean, uh, what are the general problems that you think you are facing for in in a, in total of Audrey? Uh, general issues that people face that you might want to address it. Uh, a couple of things, or you know, three or four. I mean, there's obviously many things we're trying to work on to make better. One thing that you mentioned is also the case with social media followings. For example, we have a lot of feedback from sellers where they say they have a specific reach on their podcast. Hmm. But then actually that podcast is getting published in many different ways. So we don't hmm. really account for YouTube reach. So some people have a lot of YouTube followers and a lot of the podcast gets consumed by YouTube. Hmm. That's not something we take into account for now, the, the reach numbers. So we hmm. always do purely based on the podcast listens, which is something that is obviously not ideal um, because for some podcasts, it makes no difference because it's 99% consumed through the regular podcasting apps, but for others yeah. and also have consumption on other platforms, it's a bit trickier. And mm -hmm. that's a challenge where we're still looking into how we can actually get people the number that is more true, closer to the truth if they have a lot of listening outside of the, the general podcast. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, uh, you know, this is a curious question I, I really had for a long time. Like, uh, how long has it been since Audrey has been launched? Uh, March 2020. So roughly uh, two years, almost. Yeah, roughly two years. Because I actually got the email when, you know, it was first launched. And I, was, I think it was in the beta session. I actually got the email and signed, signed in. Um, is it signing process and everything? Is it the same? Or do you guys uh, do something different? Because a lot of new features has been added for the past couple of years. So is there anything uh, new that you guys are doing at the start before signups? Uh, is asking anything like that? Or is it the same process? So simple the, process? the basic signup is the same. So we require the link to the uh, Apple podcast mm -hmm. uh, version of your podcast because we use that to verify some basic information. Mm -hmm. But we also pull out your 
profile picture, your categories, yeah. your episodes. So we use all that to already fill in a lot of information when you set up your account so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And one thing that is different from the very beginning, first of all, it looks very different. The brand yeah. is, and the layout has changed dramatically yeah. uh, within the first year. But also we have a more detailed onboarding flow. You're able to specify more of your needs and more your requirements, your asks, and what you, mm-hmm. like description about yourself. So there's more, there's a better combination of pre-filled data, but also customized information that you can put in as a, as a podcaster. Good, good, good. I mean, I, at the start, it was, it was really pretty simple. Then, uh, you know, the interface was really good. The, the one thing I, re- I really found hard was, uh, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be brutally honest here because as a customer, you know, I've been using it for one hour. Yeah. So I have to be brutally honest. Like I did not get a lot of replies from the people, uh, you know, who I reached out. So, uh, I did get, but it was like really late. So either it's, you know, the person who did actually, they didn't check Audrey, but you really had the email uh, connections as well. Like for example, if in case I have sent a message or if they are sending the message, we'll be alerted through emails. So it was there. So any reason do you think why it didn't happen? Uh, or, you know, how, what do you think is a possibility to maximize that? Like to get the maximum possible outreach for collaboration and, you know, just getting reply as fast as possible, is it on any things that we say or the people that we reach out to anything which you think is can be improved yeah we definitely has multiple dimensions to that so sometimes it's just not a good fit and then people just don't respond so that's always mm. a possibility obviously you are more interested in them than they are in you or that's one thing where we can do very little but we try to optimize as more recommendations so you more likely to reach out to someone that is actually in this has a similar interest yeah create similar content and gets more value um, we filter based on reach and content types and just type of podcast hmm. um for messages generally we have a few things on our blog for like a good message to reach out to to make it easier hmm. um for the other person to understand what you're looking for and one thing we also changed i mean you've seen this it was uh, last year we added a collaboration workflow which guides the conversation mm. a bit more to make it really as easy as possible for the other person to understand what you're looking for mm. and for you to tell them what you want. So basically to minimize the the time need to actually send a request, but to maximize the information mm. that you're giving the other person to make a decision. And sometimes it's just people don't check Audrey that often. So we're not a platform that people use every day. People often come when they have a specific need. And even yeah. though we send uh, reminders and notifications, sometimes people just drop out for a while. That's also a reason why they might not respond. But then maybe a month or two later, they come back and they see your message and get back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. I mean, like email notification really helped a lot. Uh, but like I said, you know, sometimes it took really a long time, I guess. Um, but some more really, really good podcasts that actually got a reply for. For example, I once had a podcast called Sex and Everything Else. And I was able to get like exact people who actually you know want to talk about it and you know the people who are actually interested or you know similar podcast i really had those sort of things so yeah i i can really um understand the improvement so any app you know ordinary application is in process is there any surprise yeah and that's a question we get a lot right now <laughs> not building it so there's so many things you want to work on and then mm-hmm. building an app is also not a small thing even though it always yeah. seems simple um it's definitely planned we definitely want it it needs to happen but right now we unfortunately still don't have the capacity to develop it but we'll get on this as soon as we can awesome awesome that's great so just a couple of things before you know uh going to the last section is uh is it morning or evening then uh what time is it 
Oh, right now it's in the afternoon. So it's around uh, 4.30 in the afternoon in, 4:30 in Germany. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So it's a question I generally ask to all of my guests is that who was actually uh, the last person that you made smile today? The last person, yeah. I mean, in that case, was probably uh, a good friend of mine because I'm meeting him for dinner tomorrow, and <laughs> I took care of a res- uh, reservation. We're going to a restaurant we're both very big fans of, hmm. so I managed to get one last minute um, at the time we wanted. So I think that was probably the last person. Oh, that's great! Last minute reservation smiles, <laughs> and that's really <laughs> a worthy one. Yeah, awesome. So uh, the the couple of things I want to ask is that uh, since you started as like uh, a podcast guest making platform or you know people who or you know more accurate is collaboration is the word that I would yeah. use. So uh, you know what do you think is the future that's coming up around it? So previously, okay, the the one thing I I was really surprised is that when for the intro swaps previously it wasn't any pricing or anything that wasn't in order, right? But uh, now you actually have made it in a monetized manner. So. possibly not a lot of people would have thought that you know intro swaps might be an option for monetization so this was a, like a new idea for that so what do you think is the future here like do you think people will jump into more on this i mean not a lot of podcasters have the budget <laughs> to do a lot of things so what do you think is the future like how much do you think the this particular collaboration stuff will work out yeah so generally we are firm believers that collaboration is one of the best ways to grow a show mm-hmm. just in the, the type of collaboration might differ from podcast to podcast but yeah. um across other content uh, formats i let's say for example youtube you just see that one of the main growth drivers is creators coming together creating content together and then mm-hmm. introducing each other to the other audience So we just think in podcasting one thing that needs to change is the way podcasts collaborate dependent on size. Hmm. So the paid section of paid promotion was also one of our first now attempts to bridge the gap between different size shows basically by enabling a value transfer independent of the size of the podcast that is paying. So you can give value to the other podcaster even though you may might be much smaller which is something that was a bit difficult before on Audrey because you would have to have a very generous collaboration partner if they have 10 times their audience size um so still work with you yeah so one thing is we see more podcasters of different sizes working together and collaborating which is something we're working on but then on the other hand also uh, podcasters really switching up how they collaborate hmm. i think we are still at the beginning of the types of collaborations and yeah. like you said a trail integration or shout out is pretty basic it's pretty simple you can do it any day um if you find the right person we're also expecting more complex collaborations that might be more longer terms co-creating hmm. more content and hmm. the main thing that is missing from the market is right now a structured way of doing this it's still very hmm. chaotic you don't have your base you don't have your one platform where you go for all your needs Yeah. Uh, you don't have your Instagram or your YouTube as a, a podcast creator. Mm. So with more and more platforms coming up that support podcasters in different ways, be it monetization, growth, branding, content creation, editing, mm. you name it, um we think podcasters will get more creative as they have the tools to actually start doing things without having to sink hours and hours of time into research, education, actually figuring out how it works. Mm. Got it. Yeah, I think what well, the one thing you really mentioned was uh 
the you know long term collaborations i think that's what is mostly lacking in a lot of places so that's is one collaboration thing that i kind of found on instagram with a lot of digital marketers recently was uh, one person will be so good at writing content or even you know finding the ideas the other guy will be good at designing so they will be like now the instagram has this collaboration option you know where you know they can click yes and they, it will be shared on both the platforms so i guess that's one thing so it, just just curious like anything coming on top of your mind like uh, what do you think the future long term collaboration plan might be uh, anything that's coming on top of your mind yeah i mean just to piggyback on what you said i think one thing that is very likely to happen is that multiple people work on a show together but in a way where everyone benefits from the actual success of a show so right now oftentimes for example you have the host and that's the face and it's the editor and uh, they do everything and then they get the donations or they yeah. collect the marketing dollars so with more tools you could actually set up a podcast as a business and say okay these are the people that own the business they have a shared success you have an own joint account and you pay out based on contribution mm-hmm. so then for example you say you are the host and you plan the show and you edit the show you should you deserve 80% of the success but then you yeah. have your marketing person or your designer who creates the icons for the shows mm-hmm. they should also get 10% each so that way you have a more structured way to actually collaborate and do something and that there's a lot of interesting companies coming up that also work on web3 and crypto where mm-hmm. you have these things where crypto is being sent to shows based on mm-hmm. how much you listen so as a fan you send crypto to a show and there's also the ideas of nfts which has some very bad ideas and there's some more interesting ideas and some seem more fraudulent some seem more uh, exciting but generally the the technologies that are building there are supporting the same approach which is make sure everyone gets rewarded based on their contribution and create mm-hmm. these logics where it can happen in an automated way and maybe you can even do more stuff and you get more rewards and you can drop all the nitty-gritty details of tracking every single hour or tracking every single action because that's done for you which also works really well with podcasting since it's so decentralized yeah. the consumption is decentralized the distribution is decentralized why not make the creation uh, of the content also very decentralized and i think that's a big trend that we'll see more and more um and let's see who cracks it first <laughs> Yeah, that's and, a really uh, maybe one more thing also in decentralization yeah. with these mechanics and different tools that also enables podcasters to just create their own little independent networks. Hmm. So in the last couple of years it was mostly dominated by big media companies and they would build these big media networks and podcast networks and then they would get someone on board once they hit a certain size and then start monetizing them. But hmm. it, just because of a lack of tools it was almost impossible as an indie podcaster to just stay away from those and you can, a lot of podcasts are kind of yeah when there are like i need to get to 10,000 listens a month and then i can join a network because they thought that is the next step they have to take to actually to make it big mm-hmm. whereas with all the tools that are coming out now and the multiple companies open and working on making it more accessible for independent podcasters you can actually stay away from big corporates but then team up with other podcasters and maybe f- even form your joint network and then you find one person who's really good at sales and it helps yeah. you uh, make all the money and then you can again share the rewards based on whatever criteria you uh, you choose 
Yeah, that, that that's really great take. I mean, uh, the one thing that you mentioned is that Web3, uh, that's like uh, it's so much booming right now in every single industry. But I think in podcasting, it's like 0.000001% has been explored. As is only uh, one news I found is a uh, company called Fountain.fm. Uh, they actually released an app where you know you can actually send bitcoins or you know asset rewards, and there's just one podcaster who just released uh, uh, something as an NFT. So you know, I I'm just curious if, if if you're interested, we can just talk a couple of minutes regarding this. Uh, how do you think that sure. you know uh, you you know uh, in the Web three space, podcasting can utilize? So one is the NFT we talked about, like uh, you know, like uh, minting a particular uh, you know, for example, a clip like how Joe Rogan you know stuff is going on. If people have minted that, then they would it would have an explode on the internet. So uh, yeah, any any take on that? Those couple of things in the Web three in podcasting. Yeah, I mean, the Fountain app is very interesting because it exactly solves the problem um, of rewards and just kind of giving back. And I make it super easy to donate in Bitcoin in that case. Or even though if you go on Twitter and you go to the podcast index page, there's a little button where you can send them Bitcoin directly. So even Twitter has now adopted a feature where... Uh, you can send Bitcoins uh, to people that you like. I think it's not open for all accounts, but if you go to the podcast index page, it's definitely there. So you can mm. check it out. Um, and I think this is just a much better way of sending your recognition or sending money to a creator. But this is also part of a bigger picture. So generally, mm. Web3 is not only relevant for podcasters, but creators overall. So also, for example, let's say indie musicians, if they can put their songs on the blockchain, even as an NFT, I'm not an expert on that, but if that's the case, then it's always, they can always trace it back to them. Any platform that gets a listen can recognize their listen and send you your rewards directly. So um, you don't need a lot of middlemen anymore. So you as a creator have a more direct access to your fans by skipping all these middlemen. And if you have every single picture that you have for every single song, every single video is an NFT, then also there's a whole new world for developers to build apps like another alternative Instagram, alternative Spotify, alternative YouTube, because every all the content already exists and you just need to build the dashboard yeah. and the user interface. And you can plug in all these great resources from the start you could build an online gallery and just have people display their own NFTs and their pictures that they have on there. So that's a just a very interesting way because if that is the the way we're moving, then all of a sudden these platforms need to optimize for something that actually benefits the creator because otherwise mm -hmm. the creator will no longer distribute via your platform yeah. or you could even implement logic into your NFTs and into your Web3 content that will not play on a certain platform if it doesn't get a certain reward. And which is just a very interesting dynamic where all of a sudden the power moves away from these aggregators yeah. and moves towards the actual content creators. I think for podcasting, it's very similar. Yeah. All of a sudden you're way more in control and the way that it's already decentralized makes sense that this is one of the first industries to actually start with because you don't have these middlemen in the same fashion you have them for say music artists or mm. record labels. Um, and that's a very exciting way to look at it and the, like a huge potential yeah. to get a deeper connection directly with your fans. 
yeah that's true you know uh, it's, it's really funny when you mentioned like the there won't be much of aggregators and uh, i mean i'm not i'm not like hating spotify i really love spotify app i really love them but uh, they act like the monotonous monotonous like you know they're the monopoly in everything like you know especially in podcasting when joe rogan signed it up uh, you know and a lot of they signed a lot of people the one thing that i really hated was a lot of podcasters thought that we should also you know go into the podcast you know spotify versions and stuff but i mean it's not really required unless you are like uh, jorgan show is pretty much an overall show it's a it's a kind of comedic show but he interviews entrepreneurs as well his genre is totally different for people who are doing some other podcasts i'm not so sure how you know uh, their aim is just changed like that so i think if this decentralization what can bring us uh, i mean main motive is to get more rewards if you know if someone gives you 100 million dollars to, to sign an agreement I, you all obviously would so i think yeah one of the things mentioned is like the aggregators they would definitely remove all of them uh, just like you know you know all of the platforms yeah <laughs> that really makes sense and whether you like or dislike Joe Rogan uh, one thing is true either way um it's he owned all of the content yeah. so he was able to sell it to Spotify for 100 million whether that price tag is justified who knows hmm. that's a question for uh, Spotify to answer but for many creators this should be a good sign because it's a creator that owns that content like a lot of music artists don't own the rights yeah. they cannot Uh, make the decision who can play their songs on which platform because they're tied up in record labels and the ownership of the song is might be completely different from the actual artist that hmm. created it just how licensing works who knows um, it's complicated stuff so if you have this direct connection then all of a sudden you see how much money there is to be made for an individual creator hmm. if you don't have all these other stakeholders that will take money um in the way and also this creates a whole new dynamic where as a smaller creator you're more likely to be able to actually make a living of your content yeah because without middlemen if you find a good way to interact with your biggest fans mm-hmm. and can you get donations or subscription money or through merchandising live talks you know, whatever you want to do and you feel comfortable with and what resonates with your audience yeah. you take all the profit and all the gains so you are actually likely to make a living with the far smaller audience than like the mainstream artists yeah and then all of a sudden there's this theory a theory of a thousand true fans if you have a thousand true fans that are willing to pay you 10 bucks a month you're already making over $100,000 a year yeah and that's 10 bucks is not insane if they're really big fans and you have a good way of interacting with them and rewarding them for their trust and their loyalty then it's not out of this like out of reality to mm-hmm. expect these kind of numbers and this only works if you skip all the middlemen yeah and you don't have a large chunk of that revenue go to someone else yeah that's really a true point uh, i mean uh, i'm not sure whether you heard the news like there was this one guy who actually became a millionaire overnight by selling his selfies as an nft yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty crazy i mean if the, that guy can do that i mean as podcasters people having a lot of content and you know they've been putting out every single day and stuff so yeah so podcasters just make sure of that just to, you know stay in touch with all these things it might definitely boom a lot so awesome uh so uh nick thank you so much for you know hopping on to the show is there any like last point that you want to give to the people you know who are using audrey or you know who want to use audrey like any last point like just one minute or something uh you want to give that would be great yeah maybe as a general point not necessarily related directly to audrey is like just 
keep doing what you're doing and keep trying new things. I and mean, podcasting is one of the hardest mediums to build an audience for, especially if you don't have a large social following before and you have an, don't have an audience. But it's really about trying how you can add more and more incrementally and down the line, it will work out. It just mm. might be a bit of a bigger struggle than starting an Instagram account. But at the end of the day, um, at least you can know that you own it completely. And if it's a success, you did it. And you own it and you can make every do everything you want. So there's a lot of freedom that you have with creating a podcast and a lot of struggle. But ultimately, I think it's far more rewarding once you then um, see the returns on your investment, whether that's money or fans or recognition. Yeah, it's definitely worth it, guys. <laughs> it's definitely worth it. So uh, is there anything else you want to ask me? Like table stand right now? I don't have any specific questions. I mean, have, do we have anything that I can tell you? Anything that you feel like I didn't touch on or anything where I was unclear? Anything else you would like to know? Um, actually, you know, I, I really didn't know that you are so much into this Web3 and everything and stuff. So I think, you know, I can definitely, like, we can do a separate whole episode for this Web3 <laughs> and everything and stuff. Because I really want to touch on that platform. Because I actually um, have a small startup, but I'm working in a company as well. The company that I work do all of these things. And when these engineering guys and tech guys, when they talk, I mean, like, what are you guys talking about? It's like they talk too much tech stuff. So it's really hard for me to, you know, as a marketing guy, it's really hard for me to just catch up on. Uh, we really mostly work on the metrics. So yeah, I, you know, if any 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 case, like probably in the future, uh, we could definitely do a whole episode on that. So you know, and you can also explore a lot of other options. Then we can do that if you want. Absolutely, sounds good. Awesome. So yeah, guys, check uh, just check out that for as well. Probably in season nine, <laughs> you'll be listening to it. And uh, yeah, and uh, Nick, thanks so much for hopping on the show. If in case people want to find you and you know ask about Audrey and you know find Audrey, uh, if you could just list down, uh, it would be great. Perfect. I mean, if you want to reach me, you can also email me directly. I'm usually my email box is open. I'm Nicholas at Audrey.io. You reach me uh, always, unless otherwise, um, find us on social media. You're on all the big ones can message us, uh, everything gets back. But yeah, the easiest way is send me an email and I'll get back as soon as I can. Or if anyone is testing out Audrey, find something I don't like, also let me know. We're always happy to hear what are the things we can improve and what makes uh, would make your life a little bit easier. Sometimes it's not that easy to, uh, to guess from just user data and yeah. what people do on the platform. Awesome. So guys, I'll definitely link uh, his email in the blog and also social links. He'll definitely get back to you. Don't worry. And thank you so much, Nick, again for you know coming on the show. And guys, I'll see you in the next episode.